Looks, has time to throw. There's it out deep. Way downfield. Grab on your And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey. The other way. What's up, Boiler Nation? It's Thursday night, October 28th, 2021. You're listening to a brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-hosts, Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb. Full house tonight. We'll also have a special guest, friend of the show, Ryan Olsman, joining us later when we preview the Nebraska side. He's going to bring his point of views from Cornhusker land. What's going on, fellas? Weather sucks. Yeah. Does suck. I don't think it's ever going to stop raining. <laughs> Sunday, I think. Now, be build dead. arc now. Yeah. Don't tell Fleck that, though. <laughs> so the weather is about as good as the football game on Saturday was. Oh, man. It's. It's just a definition of Purdue football program right now. It's just a roller coaster. Inconsistent. Up one week, down the next. Yeah, like has, when was the last time Purdue put like two good games in a row? Well, I mean, I guess I, Oregon State and UConn, but I wouldn't even call that? the Oregon State game like that good. Like I didn't think Purdue played like, all that, that we, well. We should have put them away early or earlier than we did. And kind of let them hang around, and they made it interesting at the end. But yeah, it's, I, I, I mean, even go back to 2018 when we beat Ohio State. I'm pretty sure we dropped the next one to was it Michigan State. I think yep. we dropped. Yeah. Michigan State. Yep. Well, only won like one more game after that, or something that year. <sighs> yeah, one or so two, that's, maybe. That's just kind of the, the the frustrating part of the whole Brom era. Is just yeah, it's like you know we can't string a couple games together and really make Miller make a run at it. Yep. Uh... For those of you who don't know, I think everybody listening or watching this podcast already knows, but Purdue lost their 15th straight matchup to Wisconsin by a scoring of 30-13. to So that's now, well, four of the last five games, Purdue scored 13 points right on the nose. Mm-hmm. With, the defense score, with the defense scoring six of those. Right. Yeah, and the defense helping and get a six. short field the other time. Yeah, six with the missed extra point as well. Blocked, yeah. yep. missed, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like I said, Tim, both times we scored, the defense obviously had a hand in the one, but then they got them good field position the other time. So the offense really didn't do much in terms of driving and scoring like they had in pre- and, previous games. And the defense kept bailing them out, especially the first two and a half quarters. Yeah. I mean, the first first half especially, I mean, the – I don't know, one of the picks that Wisconsin returned to like the three that they just got – that the defense held them to a field goal. That was right before half. Yeah, which was huge. Thought, yeah, I, supposed to be huge. It ended up not being. Looking back on it, uh, I thought momentum, <clears throat> we killed a chance for momentum right away. We get him three and out, punt. We hit two first downs real quick, get down close to the red zone, not quite in red zone, and then O'Connell takes a big sack on third down, which he had no – that one he had no chance to do anything. Takes out field goal range. I mean, right there, I feel like if we can put seven up on the board early – 
things might have been different. I mean, it's kind of similar to, you know, the Iowa. You know, the 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 way you beat Iowa is you make Petrus throw the ball. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with, you know, Mertz is not a great quarterback. And if we could have gotten up on him and actually forced him to make some plays, you never, I mean, obviously, I mean, you don't know how the game's going to, but I, I like that. I like that option a lot better than them just running down our throat for 60 minutes. Right. I, I think for, what, what did he only attempt eight passes? I, I, totally half, for, yeah. I totally forgot about that until like right as we were about to go live. I had like, I pulled the box score up and I was like, oh yeah, five for eight. And I was like, okay, <laughs> eight. Yeah, because, Passes. Didn't they? They only converted one third down. It was like, well, if we got them to third down, we were money. But that was the problem. We couldn't get them to third down because yeah. even on the plays, like when the crowd's clapping on first down, like they still got four or five yards on first yeah. down. I mean, <laughs> there was no stopping them on first down, second down. In the second, in the second half. Second half. You're right. You're right. It's. No, yeah, I mean, the defense, defense played really well. The first half. They, they ran out of gas. That big run that was constant pop from their own, back in their own territory, like that seventy yarder or whatever. That kind of. That kind of opened things up. I mean, it was 13-13 at halftime with George's fumble, scoop and score, which is awesome. Plus, the defense only giving up 13 points after how many – two picks in the first half or just one? I mean, the, 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 I feel too. like there were multiple – exactly. I think there were multiple times that the defense was given short field and either sure. stopped stopped Wisconsin or held them to that field goal when they only gained a yard or even lost yards after that pick. I don't know. And then no, just kept, it, you could just wore down. Yeah, it was, Wisconsin it was weird at halftime. Half I'm like, we're tied, but I feel like we're getting killed. <laughs> I mean, we were getting outplayed yeah. so bad, it felt like, uh, by, uh, at least on one side of the ball. That felt fortunate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you turn the ball over five times, you're not going to beat many teams anyways. You're definitely not going to beat a team like Wisconsin. But then Wisconsin kept kicking around too. They fumbled a bunch of times. Right, right. And they fumbled. Kept us. Kept Purdue in it. The post game, I think they said they fumbled five times, five. but recovered three of their own fumbles. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Or one, one might have gone out of bounds. Yeah. Were they? They fumbled one, and then like to be like the next play, they fumbled again, and mm-hmm. was that? Was that something? And there was a there was a kick. Ret- they fumbled. I think they might have even after George's f- scoop and score. I think the kick return they might have fumbled, but I think the guy fell on it. Sounds and, right. Or the punt. There was soon after, like they fumbled and Purdue got it. I don't know if they. I don't think there was one that his his arm his arm was down and the ground. Yes, that it. that might have been it. Fumbled. Yeah. I think like the yes, almost fumbled. Point. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It looked like yeah. he almost fumbled. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, once again, I mean, I think. The game was decided in Battle of the Trenches, and Purdue just got destroyed after we were talking last week. We thought the offensive line was coming off their best game of the year against Iowa. This might have been their worst game of the year. Yeah, yeah. it was not good. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Aiden was awful. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he was good by any means, but a lot of times he had little time to throw with that rush, and um, their defense was blitzing from all different angles. I mean, credit to Jim Leonard. Um, he's yeah. a rising star of coordinators out in college world. He'll be head coach here soon. Who Who is the TV broadcast? Tanner, whoever it is, you sound like that guy that they just gushed <laughs> over Jim Leonard for like I don't know. Minutes. I was at the game, so I don't oh, know okay. who, was, who was the TV. They, I don't know. I don't even know. I can't remember Fox. I, I heard they were channel. awful on the Big Ten Network. They were awful. Oh, they were, they were terrible. It was Big Ten Network. I don't know who it was. But whoever it was for like the ha- well, second half of the third quarter, so like from like the eight-minute mark for the rest of the third quarter, I don't think they stopped. 
showing Jim Jim Leonard and talking about, oh, he was a walk-on at Wisconsin. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, he played a long time in the pros, and he is a uh, up-and-coming name in the college football world. But, yeah, I just – I thought Purdue got out-coached, got out-played, got out-muscled. It just, it just wasn't a good day for the Boilermakers. It was disappointing. And from the biggest crowd Ross H. seen in a decade, they said, so. First time they were ranked in 14 years. I know. I know. What were your guys' thoughts on – I know I gave my thoughts on our little group chat, but – so every time, for, until like the fourth quarter, you saw either Burton or Plummer come in. It was an option or a design run. Yeah, even even the Big Ten announcers that were not very good said that. Like in the third quarter, they're like, "Oh, I mean, Plummer's in. They haven't yep. thrown it yet. Like, I yeah. think it's gonna be a run." I I think they're trying to get real creative in the play with with the running game plays. It's just not working. And I think the coaches, for whatever reason, have just lost faith in Jack Plummer. I, I think it kind of showed it the other day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, if you, the, you pull him in Notre Dame because he's quote unquote getting hit. Granted, he was not moving the ball, which we all mm. know that. But then you stick with the and you know, Brom's definitely been a guy to pull a quarterback after they make a lot of mistakes. So when you throw five picks or turn it over five times, I can't remember how many times how many picks he actually threw, but three, three, and he came out and said, you know, O'Connell's a starter. You know, again, at Nebraska, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, if I'm – yeah, I can't say I'm, you know, surprised that the plumber is gone after the year, if not sooner. I mean, I, I get why he'd be frustrated. Yeah. Considering we're scoring the same amount of points as we scored when he was leading it, so it's kind of – but it is, I do think we, we moved the ball a lot better with O'Connell, but – I also think – It's we get the same result. I think if Purdue had more of a run game, maybe Jack gets more of a chance again. I think with just the awful, I mean, Purdue ran for native rushing yards, third straight year they've done that in the game. Um, they just have no rushing attack right now whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to go with your most accurate thrower, who the coaches say is O'Connell, mm-hmm. and he does get I, the biggest chunk plays, but yeah, he was definitely off the mark. He also, he also takes the biggest sacks. He does, because yep. yes, he can't move. Because he takes 10-yard sacks on first down, and then it's second yep. and 20, and the drive's over. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin did a miraculous job on David Bell. They double teamed him. Some Iowa didn't do for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> Purdue's got to find another answer besides Bell on offense. Um, Payne Durham played all right. He had a couple mm-hmm. bright moments. He had that one, one of Aiden's interceptions. You could argue Payne should have had the ball. He's done that a couple times. Yeah, this year. the defenders ripped it they, away. Ruled, they ruled that a fumble. They did roll a fumble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so they, it would have been they, four picks. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. not realize that. Yeah, they end up rolling in a fumble. That's what the announcer said, which it makes yes, sense. They that was not a they, fault at all. They switched it to a fumble, and now I'm looking at the box score. Death show Payne Durham fumble. Yeah, that was getting. Which uh, he's done that. He did. What, he, he did like earlier like, this year, did. like week two or something. Maybe against Oregon State or something. It happened earlier. I Oregon right. State, I think. Yeah. yeah, the fake field goal. They threw yes. the pain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they just got to find somebody else. Yeah. I mean, Milton Wright. Hadn't I, he didn't do anything the other day? Sheffield felt like didn't play a lot. Um, Anthrop's been non existent. Uh, Brock Thompson, Thompson gets about one or two balls a game. I, I don't know. I think it's partly, I don't, I mean, I hate to, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just gotta, maddening. This, the yeah. offense up and down, but. Got a big uh, comment here from Skip, loyal viewer of the show, and he comments almost every week. He says, evening, Matt Millen 
made ears bleed. No, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I didn't. Oh my god, glad I was there. I can't stand his commentary. He was awful. But we learned more about our offense depth in this game, more so for the than the rest of the season. Uh, the click of two quarterbacks. You don't have one, but if you have three, shake my head, curious. Uh, transport transfer portal, eliminate clutter in QB room. Alimo probably thinking, I'm done if these three get used. If Horvath plays, we hold breath every hit. Yeah. Uh, I saw a promise that Horvath is op- they're optimistic. I think he can play this week, which, yeah, it's going to make me nervous. <laughs> yeah, optimistic this week or next week, he said on the radio show. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this the QB situation is interesting because I'm, I'm already in my head. I'm trying to figure out the QB situation next year. And, I mean, every quarterback's got a chance to come back if they want, but there's a realistic – possibility that all three quarterbacks that have been playing for Purdue as of late, all three might not be back. Yeah. I think if anyone's going to come back, I think it's O'Connell just because he's played the most, but I could mm-hmm. definitely see Burton and Plummer gone, which I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at someone like a Limo and then you got um, Brady Allen coming in, which I, I, I have zero. I don't think he, unless he's just, you know, absolutely incredible. I don't see him. You know, taking yeah. the reins. Yeah, I'd like to a, see someone like a, a Limo take the reins, but it'd be a Purdue first, I think, at least in my lifetime yeah. of a true freshman coming in and taking the job. Now he will be a mid role, a mid year enrollee, which will help. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are hyping up the kid, and and, and to good credit, I think he's going to win Mister Football. But uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to come in and start right away next year. Uh, skip comments, and I think Gus seems like he needs to be moved to guard. Uh, with true freshmen coming in, Gus Hartwig playing yeah, center, center right be. now. Do we have a Do we have a really good center? I can't remember what our class is like. I, I don't know if there really is a center like designation. When yeah, I feel like they have multiple guys who can play center if yeah. needed. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's been the big thing on the message boards this week's offensive line play. Lack, lack, lack of offensive line play. Well, did yeah. you see one of the updates was like, oh, like Witt was hurt. Greg um, Long. Greg Long was hurt. There was somebody else who was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's like three of our five starting offensive linemen are, like, questionable. Uh, Skip says uh, Louisiana center coming in. Stud. Biagi had it again. Yeah, oh, yeah. Louisiana's turned into a little nice little But, again, Another turning to a fresh turning to a true freshman on the offensive line is probably worse than turning to a true freshman quarterback. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Hartwig played last year. He played all right last year as a true freshman. I think it's yeah, it's very few and far between. I just think like physically, there's no right. chance like yeah. going as an 18 year old against 23 year olds at Wisconsin's defensive right. line. Yeah, it's uh, it was not a fun game to watch to say the least uh, on Saturday, but. I've just come to expect we're never going to beat Wisconsin again in our lifetime. So, I I had I had expectations again. I did too. To I know. I knew better. <laughs> I knew better, but it's just funny. Week to week, we're talking about different things every week. You know, when a few weeks got to lose to Minnesota, like oh, we got to win another game. Then we beat <laughs> Iowa. Like, we got we got a path. We got a path to win the West. And then here we are again. It's like, can we get the six wins? Purdue's going to beat that. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, I remember after the Iowa game, it was like, you know, we can actually make the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> well, God, goddamn Reese Davis on game day, the other yeah. day picked us to win the West. Yeah. That was the kiss of death right there. <laughs> I remember when Herbstreit did that in 2012 and to 
picked Purdue before the day before Michigan game, picked Purdue to win the whole Big Ten and go to Rose Bowl. Did you guys see the thing online? There's there's someone figured out a scenario where the entire I think I think it's the entire Big Ten West ties. <laughs> yeah, Iowa's got to lose. Iowa wins one more game and loses out. Yeah. <laughs> A good question here by Skip. Um, what happened to Mitchell? Thought he would be a weapon. I think he's been hurt pretty much all year. I think he only played yeah. a couple snaps against yeah. Wisconsin, I think they said. He's been definitely – I mean, after saying last year, he thought you know, with him and George is going to be, you know, an awesome kind of one-two punch, and he's just been a major disappointment. I mean, he had probably injury. He obviously had his whole offseason kind of in limbo of his, if he was even going to be on the team. And so that probably played – I'm not sure if you – obviously that was um, – Anything you would do with like his conditioning or anything like that. Yeah. Um, any more thoughts on the Wisconsin game before we move on and uh, get our special guests in here to preview the Cornhusker game? I don't know why I ever have hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the uh, Thorn and Purdue side is Wisconsin. I'm sick of it. I hate playing them more than any other team. Um, but also, it's like weird because I also get like, especially like years like, like this, I get really excited. So I'm like, we're finally going to do it. And then. It reminded, wait, why did I think that? Especially, like, I see the front seven. It's like, it's just, it's just so crazy. I know I texted you guys about this, but it's just so crazy that we're in the same conference, in the same division, but yet there's such a stark difference between the front seven. Of, oh, yeah. Of, or I guess the front, I guess the front line of both teams. It's just, it's, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, to me, they just churn out NFL players, which helps, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a 30 year process in the making, but it's just so frustrating that the, their offensive lines, Year and you're out as big as other NFL offensive lines. Yeah. So, yep. All right. Any any thoughts? Wisconsin. Any thoughts, Andrew? Before we uh, preview the big matchup coming up Saturday against the Huskers. No, that was just. I don't know. It felt like the last ten years. Skip's asking if Spartans beat Wolverines, will we play another night game? I don't think the Big Ten does night games in November. I could be wrong about that. I know they used to not. They'll schedule three thirty games. Well, well, I mean that also uh, was because like half the Big Ten used to not have lights. Right. So uh, I'll save my prediction. I was gonna spoil my prediction for the Spartans, Spartans and Wolverines, but I'll, I'll save it. So, but if if Michigan State wins or Purdue wins this weekend, uh, the matchups gonna come out Sunday. I better be. It would probably be an ABC game. Yeah. So. All right, let's bring in our special guest, friend of the podcast, Ryan Allsman, big diehard Nebraska Cornhusker fan. We've had Indiana fans on to help us preview the bucket game, but we've never had any other opposing fan on. So uh, this is a first, yeah. This is a first. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, fellas, how are you tonight? Been better, Ryan. <laughs> Been better. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 for one time, bet on Purdue. and uh, So it's your fault. It, it very well may be. It's I don't your fault, and it's Evan's fault for not going to the game. So I don't, I don't I win a lot of those. I think, so. I think, I think Tanner, <laughs> the, the, I'm there just as like a buffer. So when I'm not there, and when, if, I'm there, if I am there, it's just like up to chance. But if I'm not there, then Tanner just curses everything. Because yep. I've, been, I've been to two games, and we think we've lost. Yeah, my, my uncle has a running joke with Nebraska games that if they don't start winning, he's going to quit taking me with him. So uh, <laughs> I've seen them I've seen them lose a lot over the last twenty years. So we saw we saw them at, at the Big House. They won. Didn't they win in like overtime against Michigan when we went in like twenty twelve or something? Yeah, they did. They had that sick yeah. uh, four down stand on yeah. the goal line. On the goal the line right quarter. in front of us. Yeah, yeah, that was a blast. Did you go, did you go to the game at Purdue when it was like fifty six to like forty something? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think. <laughs> 
Halloween. Armstrong throw like five picks. No, it was, it was Riker Fife. Riker Fife, yes. <laughs> it was his uh, one career start, I think. The, like the fifth, string, fifth string walk-on or something. Hazel's best win. One of his nine. Only, only Big it. Ten win. Yeah, I want to say that was under Mike Riley probably. So Sounds right. That yeah. was a, that was was a time period Frost. I'd like to forget. <laughs> hey, Purdue as well. Oh, yeah. Well, at least your Huskers did not lose last week. They had the bye week, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never saw the final score of who won the bye. Um, <laughs> so. Did you have any major injuries? That's that's the real key because we as far lost as, our, our bye week. As far as I know, Nebraska is very secretive with injuries. Um, and mm. so you never really know until really after the game, it feels like. They uh, they talk, um, you know, I think in that post-game presser, there's usually a lot more disclosed. So um, I, it does sound like Adrian's finally healthy again. He's had an ankle kind of bothering him. So hopefully uh, that helps them out this weekend. From a outsider's perspective, it seems like Martinez has been there for a decade. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as even internally, it feels like he's been there for a decade. And what's crazy is he's still got eligibility left. He could be back. Yeah. Next too. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Uh, I think that's Purdue's biggest key Saturday. They got to maintain him. Can't let him get outside the pocket and run too much. There's, yeah, there's I, no other quarterbacks like him in the Big Ten, really. I mean, I not, not on the West side, at least. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, I mean, it's really hard to do a stack ranking of Big Ten West quarterbacks <laughs> who sits where. Um, they all kind of have their, their, their pitfalls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really yeah. like Purdue's front seven, though, I think, um, or, or their front. So I think from a pass rush perspective, Nebraska's O-line's banged up. Um and so I expect them to get some pressure on the quarterback this weekend. Well, you know, Karloft is going to probably be double teamed. About every team that faces Purdue double teams. I mean, and, and, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, Purdue doesn't have another guy that's um, proven. that's proved that they can kind of take over a game besides George. So you take George out of the game, then you're usually sitting pretty good. But um, – I don't know. The, the one thing that bothers me, and I haven't watched a ton of Nebraska, but does Nebraska have a deep uh, deep passing attack at all? Um, I would say the closest thing would be Sonori Ture. Um, he's a transfer out of Montana or Montana State, I can't recall. Um, he can definitely get loose deep. Uh, they like to run, you know, get the ball to him in space, but um, a lot of times he'll come out of the slot. I also think watch out for Omar Manning. He's got big play potential, but uh, – they just don't – I don't think they have strong enough pass protection to make that happen, to be totally yeah. honest. So that that seems to be Purdue's weakness. Almost, except against Wisconsin, when Wisconsin only throws eight times, they didn't have to worry about getting burnt on a deep ball. But, uh, I mean, Minnesota got Purdue on deep balls. Notre Dame got Purdue on deep balls. Um, Iowa didn't, luckily. But it seems like every game they've lost, they've got burnt in the secondary. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll have to worry too much about that. Um, I would be – more focused on containing number two. Yep. Yep. On, on the flip side of the ball, uh, we were just talking, there's a possibility Purdue could get their number one running back back this week, Xander Horvath. He's been out since week two with a broken leg. Um, I believe he is practicing or trying to practice this week. But if he can't go, all Nebraska's got to do is double-team David Bell, make somebody else beat you because Purdue's got to throw it 95%. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like the way Nebraska's defense holds up in this game. I think um, 
you know, they're pretty strong in the secondary for the most part. I mean, uh, they're, I think, they're long, aren't they? Aren't they pretty long, the cornerbacks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think they've all got some fairly high draft grades um, in the secondary as well. So I, I like their chances there. I think last year they held Rondell and David Bell to like 220 yards, and uh, 75 of those came on a play where two Nebraska oh, safeties ran into yeah. each other. Yep. <laughs> so if you can get away with holding those two to 150, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I remember that game last year started with a block punt touchdown and didn't get any better for pretty good that day. <laughs> That's right. I, I was locked. I was locked out of my house when that happened. So we're waiting on the locksmith. I was watching my phone and like that happened. I was like, no freaking way. And I think I just uh, stopped watching. I don't think I watched that thing after that. That's yeah, a pretty but, rough day. Lock yourself out of your house and yeah. watch a return touchdown. Yeah. And pay, and then I had to pay like, yeah, whatever, 150 bucks. You got to come open the door or something. Yeah. So Just what are your thoughts on the corn, corn Husker season up to date? Um, you know, they've been in a lot of games, I think. Sure have. Uh, that's been a positive, but it's been so frustrating just to see them kind of trip over themselves at Minnesota and at Illinois. Um, I think it's a pretty similar story to what we've seen under frost, you know, like they, um, they kind of can't get out of their own way. They don't seem to make the big play when they need to. And if, if they get out to an early lead, I feel like they're usually in pretty good, pretty good space, but getting out to an early lead has been a challenge. And then coming from behind, it just doesn't feel like they make the play. Yeah. It definitely seems like they're built more to get a lead if they can then sustain it, whether than the, you know, catch up from behind with some offensive firepower or anything like that. But what's the feeling amongst the fan base for Scott Frost right now? I mean, is, I mean, are they still, does the majority still, you know, patient or are they kind of getting at their wits in like things need to around here soon? I'd say before the Minnesota game, it was much more relaxed. I think people really appreciated Fleck will do that to you. Yeah. Kind of the trajectory uh, that they were headed in. Um, you know, hanging tight with Michigan, Michigan State, and then um, yeah, Oklahoma too for a while. Yeah, having chances at Oklahoma as well. So um, I think for the most part, you know, going into that Minnesota game, the hot seat had cooled, and then they go lose to Minnesota, and it sounds like the fan base is split again. Um, I I personally believe that he's probably set for another year. I think he they just brought in a new AD. Um, he's a Nebraska guy as well, and so I think – his ties to the program, Scott Frost ties to the program. Um, I, I just feel like he's going to handle it kind of sensitively. It's kind of, I kind of figured he'd probably get one more year, no matter how this year ends up, and then next year's going to be real crucial for him. Yeah, and I think next year the schedule lightens up a bit. Um, I don't believe they go to Ohio State for what feels like the first time in a <laughs> decade. I'm so tired of losing to Ohio State by four or five touchdowns. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that's an exciting thing. I, it's, it's funny to kind of follow that discussion within the Nebraska fan base. There's, uh, you know, some fans that are frustrated with, with scheduling my viewpoints. I like being in those big games, even if they're not competitive right now. Yeah. Yeah. Big games, big stage. Yeah. I've got Nebraska schedule for next year and yeah, you're, you put your non-cons pretty, uh, you play Oklahoma again, but you play, Start with Northwestern and Dublin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, back oh, back to week cool. zero again. Yeah. 
Week zero makes me nervous. <laughs> you play North Dakota, Georgia Southern. You know, you're at Rutgers, at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Iowa next year. Your away game. So some tough ones, but yeah, you don't play. At your, Purdue. Your, yeah. yeah. Home against Purdue next year. Um, but, yeah. Back-to-back home games against Purdue? Yeah, wait, what? Shouldn't they be at, they have no. to be at Purdue, right? I think it's to balance out the back-to-back games in West Lafayette in the last that two years. That makes sense. That makes sense. No, they, they were back-to-back. To back. Yeah. yeah, your East crossover games next year are Rutgers, Indiana, and Michigan. So That's Michigan back-to-back years. That's interesting. It's at Michigan, so that'll be tough. But Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I like that a lot better than – uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State this year. So, <laughs> I, I know Purdue's crossover next year. They open up at home with Penn State week one. Um, play at Indiana. I don't know who the other crossover is next year, though. Oh, look at it. How's the how's the hot seat for Brom? I think with the, his buyout, uh, he's pretty safe no matter what. Um, if he can get them to six wins and get back to a bowl, I think that even extends even more time. Cause that's, I think all three of us are still in agreement. That's still a good season for Purdue right now is to just get to six wins and looking at the schedule, they still have a good opportunity. I mean, I, I think they got an all right shot to win this week. It's not going to be easy, but on paper, it's almost pretty even. Um, Michigan state will be tough next week at home, but they're, I still think they're the, third or fourth best team in the conference, even though they're undefeated. Um, at Ohio State, throw that one out the window. Uh, but Nebraska or Northwestern at Wrigley and then Indiana at home, I think they got really good shots to win those two. So, Yeah, yeah. Brom, Brom should be safe for, I would think, even next year. Like, some of them have to go disastrous next year yeah. even. But, I mean, just see if he can get warm next year. I mean, good. he does have two of, like, the biggest wins in, like, program history in the last three years. With- and got us ranked. And, yeah. and he's producing. For the first time in 14 years, true. He's yeah. getting some guys that are jumping early in the pros, which is pretty rare in Purdue history. So I mean, Rondell, and then you got to think Bell and Karloftis are going to be gone here in the next couple months. So awesome! I was thinking about the parallels between Brom and Frost before this uh, podcast. Just you know, both of them seem to be offensive-minded head coaches, and it feels like that's the place where they haven't excelled in, in the Big Ten. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, we were just talking about excluding the Iowa game. Purdue scored 13 points around the nose for the last five games. That's just – you're not going to win anything scoring 13 points. Well, they actually – they did win one game scoring 13 uh, points. Illinois. <laughs> well, Illinois just knocked off Penn State at Penn State, so who knows? Yeah, that's what's the most uh, maddening, I think, with this Purdue team is because we coming into the year, we're okay, David Bell, three, two quarterbacks that we knew had had success and played, plus all the other weapons at wide receiver. Yep. We're like, okay, that's good, but then totally rebuilt defensive staff. So, yep. And the defense is the only reason why, I mean, outside the Iowa game, yeah, that Purdue's really even four and three, that Purdue's even been in these games, it seems like. Yep. Yep. Which I'm you're sure. right, Ryan, yeah, especially because Brom and Frost starting the same year. The hype was pretty high for both of them, too, mm-hmm. especially for Frost. But especially after especially after year one for Brom, the hype was, I think, because that first year was kind of like, well, just we really can't get much worse. And then he got us the six wins plus another win in the bowl game. And it was like, oh, my God, he's going to leave for the NFL in two years. And <laughs> Yeah, and that end of that year, Sindelar got on a hot streak playing on a torn ACL. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, we got our QB <laughs> the next few years ready to go. You know, we got Ronda Moore coming in the following year. We got – and it just yeah. never just worked out like planned. 
Typical Purdue. Yep. Hey, I got a question for Ryan. I know, Ryan, we've talked about this over the last couple months about uh, particularly the three guys, the three other guys on this podcast, not including you, and our disdain for Scott Frost. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's waned a little bit over the last few months as we've as as we've seen PJ Fleck up close, and I've watched Tom Allen a lot more, and I've watched Jim Harbaugh a lot more. What do you have? What What is your comment on all of the hate that Scott Frost gets or used to get? I guess I don't know. He's definitely come down my rankings. Like he started Mine probably too. like one, one, like one or two right there with Fleck. Now he's like pretty clearly like four. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a tier below now, but that might change in forty eight hours. I'm amazed at I'm amazed at how much hatred there is for a coach that doesn't win. You know? <laughs> like why do you why do you hate a coach that doesn't win? You should love that guy. Um, but no, to answer your question seriously, he's I think he's the kind of guy that you you like a bunch if he's if he's your guy, you know, because he's kind of a no B, no BS type of type of coach. Um and I mean, you know, he took some shots at PJ Fleck prior to the Minnesota mm-hmm. game. Um yeah. I didn't know that I didn't hear that. That's so sure. Oh yeah, you told me yeah. That yeah, he good. made made some comment about if you if you need a slogan, you're probably not playing the right sport. Or something. <laughs> but then, and then Fleck commented again after the game, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think those two programs uh, do not like each other. Um, nobody nobody likes Fleck. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I I actually I actually seem to like the guy. Like listening to him every week, it's uh, he's pretty straightforward. He's always got a big dip in when he's doing his when he's doing his presser. So. He's a real. Uh, uh, he's like the perfect fit for Nebraska. Camo hats and dip, and <laughs> it just seems to fit. One of their own. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of Fleck, real quick, and, and slogans and stuff. I, I don't know if I was on Amazon or what the other day, but a recommended book for purchase was PJ Fleck's book. <laughs> Hell, it's not. I'm not buying that thing. Not kidding. I I don't know if have, it's been a while since you guys have played Jim Harbaugh. I think he was pretty yeah. intolerable uh, a couple weeks ago as well. That's yeah. true. He Purdue hadn't played Michigan since 2017. They were supposed to play him last year. That didn't happen. I don't know when the next time they play him. They haven't been to the Big House since 2012. Um, wow. In, 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 the, in the last time we or no 2011, excuse me, is the last time they've been to the Big House. And the last time Purdue played Michigan was uh, 2017 at Purdue, and all Harbaugh did was complain about the um visitor which I, the visitor locker room is a dump i've been in there it is a dump but all he did was complain about that and the, the facilities and everything the training because he, he complained yeah. about the quarterback that got carted off to the yeah he had to, to, he had to walk to off Mackey, or something. Right? He, had to walk, yeah. he like walked off but they complained about that it was like yeah well, he walked off your training power. staff yeah yeah, yeah he think- just cried and cried and cried I think there's a lot That's of the last coaches pretty- in the big ten because <laughs> that was uh, yeah, you're right there really is because Tiller had just passed away, or I think mm-hmm. had recently passed away, and he was supposed to be there because it was there celebrating the '97 team or something like yes, that. Because yes. Breeze was there, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of the first time we had to celebrate Tiller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was like yeah, it was a homecoming game, and it was like really the first big, really first big game I think you know in in Brahms tenure because we had started off pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. For some reason, Michigan's one program. It just seems like Purdue never plays anymore. I mean, they have not been to the big house in a decade. It's just crazy to me. I don't know, hmm. but yeah, I think yeah, some of that stuff too is like very engagement centric as well, right? Like, sure. I think I think Nebraska has like super engaged fan base that they're going to respond to Twitters. They're going to click the link to the article, right. and uh, sometimes I think the media kind of plays that up a bit. Sure, short headlines oh, yeah. and. Sure, they want the clickbaits. 
They want the clickbait. True. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm Nebraska, sure it happens to Ohio State and Michigan too, right? I mean, or, I mean, I mean Nebraska, Nebraska is a storied program. They're one of the most um, – I mean, their fan base one of the most passionate. I mean, when when Morrill Stadium's full, isn't it like the third uh, most populated place in the state? It is, yeah. Omaha, <laughs> Lincoln, which is the city, the stadium's in, and then uh, the stadium. So, what what did you tell me last year, Ryan? That like the state of Nebraska, like revenue loss from not having like Nebraska football games, like when the Big Ten canceled the season for a few weeks. Yeah, it was I, like it was like a sixth of the budget or something. Oh yeah, I want to say it was like. I, I don't remember the exact numbers. So yeah. This could be way off base, but I want to say it was close to a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I remember it just being a stupid amount of money for the state. Yeah. So, a lot of the um, you know pushback around kind of scheduling this year was also, I think, focused on trying to generate more revenue for the state. At least that's what we're being told. Who knows? Got a hate list here from Skip. He says number one for him is James Franklin at Penn State. <laughs> Two's Harbaugh, three Fleck, four Christ, five Allen. Other guys beat us or haven't met with no yapping. I like Northwestern and MSU coaches. Paul, Paul Christ wow. is a sneaky, very hateable he's, guy. He's, he's, yeah. he's a sneaky one. Franklin, I just – I don't know. I just, I think I was, he's done at Penn State. Uh, I think he's toast. Yeah. I agree. USC. Losing, losing, you yep. lose to, what, Illinois, and then you make that flub about you're preparing for Illinois when you're preparing for Ohio State. And you're gonna play at the big house. And well, all, all, the, all the while the rumors are circling through. There's got the I, USC job, which I, I believe he woo. made a comment today or yesterday. They asked him about something, and he said he likes it at Penn State, but there's a lot of moving parts. It's like, what? What's that supposed to mean? It's like, dude, you're not helping yourself. You didn't pull Mike Tomlin and just come out and squash yeah. it. I mean, Tomlin wins every press conference he's in. That dude, I would not want to make that guy mad. Terrifying. Which, which is funny, though, because you think if he goes to a program like USC, there's going to be more moving parts, right? He's going to be asked to meet with donors and yep. go to dinners and yep. you name it. So, yep. so um, I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, Franklin's interesting one. Chris um, – but yeah, all the others he named, yeah, I, I don't like those guys. And I, I really don't like Fitzgerald anymore at Northwestern. I used to, but he's kind of went old man angry at the clouds the last few years. So, yeah. I have no problem with Mel Tucker. He's too new at Michigan State. Yeah, yeah I, say, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have an opinion because I can't even, I couldn't picture him. I couldn't Maybe tell you. If he, after, after, yeah. was it next week we play them, next week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Might, he'll, might he'll, be, <laughs> he'll be down there like number one or two probably in yeah. eight days. It, just days. give it like two years. And exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, any more thoughts from anybody about uh, this weekend's <laughs> game before we go around the conference and around the country and do some picks? I'm nervous. Oh, I'm, I'm very nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm back to no expectations. How do you How do you feel, Ryan? Uh, same. I <laughs> I feel like I don't know whether Nebraska is going to come out and score six points or if they're going to put up forty. So that's that's how I feel with Purdue now with Purdue's offense. I'm like a month ago, I'm like, man, Purdue should have a decent shot. They're going to put up some points. It'll be a fun game. Now it's just like they, they might score three. <laughs> hey, we're like our kicker is ice cold right now. I. <laughs> Poor guy, he couldn't miss early in the year. Now he can't make yeah. anything. Was that was it his extra point? Was it was it blocked? I think it was. It sure I looked like so. it on TV. It was it, really bad. It didn't look like it in person, but it might have. It looked it, just got awful. It was, really bad. it was awfully. Cl- it was either really bad and really close to getting blocked, or it was blocked because there was a guy's arm that it felt like it yeah. went like right by that shouldn't yeah, have had was, any business. It looked going like by. It got mad when it when it lags, and I can't. Do yep, it right. yep. Darn <laughs> lagging extra points on Madden online. God. 
I think I think we could do a whole podcast on bad special teams. Yes, we could. <laughs> yes, we could. Uh, going around the Big Ten, we do have some interesting matchups this week. Uh, six and one, number nine ranked Iowa at four and three Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a three and a half point favorite here. At Camp Randall. I don't, I don't know who I want to win this game. It wouldn't shock me if the winner of this game wins the West. I know Minnesota's in no, the thick yeah. of things too, but. Because, like, obviously I want Iowa to win because we beat them. It's like I want them, like, to not lose the rest of the year. But also I think if Wisconsin wins, it might make me feel a little bit better about this last game, about last week. But um... I, I think I think Wisconsin covers that. The more I think about it, I'm like, it's two bad to mediocre quarterbacks, and Wisconsin's defense is just – I don't they know. Are good. Made Purdue made Purdue look really bad offensively. But Iowa, Iowa's last time out lost to Purdue. They got a week a week extra to prepare for this game. They got a good defense still. This could be a good yeah. defensive matchup. Have you guys seen the total in this game? It's like uh, 36, 30, and 36 and a half. And a oh half. my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I feel like betting the over just out of <laughs> yeah. just out of principle. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Iowa on this one. I'm going Iowa too. I think I'll take Wisconsin. Yeah. All right, we're split. Indiana uh, didn't look so hot against Ohio State. You hate to see, you hate to see it. Uh, two and five at four and three Maryland, who's a five and a half point favorite. I'm actually surprised at the spread for some reason. I don't I know why. Well. I don't. I I mean, looking at this game, it feels like anytime Maryland has played a decent team, they've gotten blown out. Right. 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 Um, the over unders. 49 and a half. I don't I mean Indiana's offense has not been good. No, it's not good at all. But I, I just don't think they're even close to what they were the last two years. I'm I'm no. this is probably my heart talk. I'm taking Maryland. I I feel like I kind of like go with Ryan. I, I feel like every time Maryland has a chance to play someone decent, they get I think Indiana wins this one. So do I barely. They barely. Need it. I think they I need it. They said they because they, 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 they play at Michigan next week because yeah. so that's if if they lose these next two, they're done. They're out. They're out of bowl contention. Yeah, I'm glad you took IU because I was worried I was going to be the most hated guest. <laughs> so I'm taking IU. All right, I'm I'm in the minority here. Uh, Rutgers uh, three and four. They've kind of woken up at three and five Illinois, but Rutgers is a one and a half point favorite on the road in Champaign. I don't even have a line on this one on my phone. One and a half. I think I think Illinois Rutgers. has a massive. I think Illinois has a massive letdown in this game. Coming off the high of beating Penn State, I think. Rutgers wins and covers, obviously. Skip says IU freshman quarterback, Maryland. Are they playing McCauley? No, they're playing a walk-on, I believe. Oh, no, uh, over McCauley? I believe wow. so. I thought uh, – I know, I know our friend Cameron, who we've had on the podcast, said that like – Maybe I, maybe maybe I misread he, that. He said something to tweet about how they were doing that, but maybe, – Maybe I misread that. But yeah. anyway, I mean, McCauley was like one Tuttle. for six. Did Tuttle get hurt? Or I mean, I know he's not good, but – I, I don't I know. know. I just it was just such a butt whooping. I didn't watch much of it, but nope. I'm, I'm taking Illinois in this one. I think I think the line I get two in a row, and Bielema is going to be filling himself after like completely crapping on his entire team. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe they want to play for him. To be honest, I, yeah, he's probably close to that most hated now, right? Yeah, he's a good. He's one that should be on some lists. I never liked yeah. him in Wisconsin. Yeah, I really didn't like him at Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to take Rutgers. I, I don't Rutgers have a great. Well. Yeah, I'm in the minority of all these picks. <laughs> I don't have a great feeling on that game, though. Uh, college Too game day. Teams. This is a big one. Rivals, college game day, nooner. 
Number six, undefeated Michigan at number eight, undefeated Michigan State. Michigan's a four-point favorite. A lot like Iowa, I still do not believe in Michigan State for whatever reason. I think I said this earlier in the year. I think I said like early in the year Michigan State was going to get blown out, and they obviously didn't. But I feel like Michigan's going to win by double digits for some reason. I don't know. I, 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 I agree. Not. I'm with you, Webby. I think Michigan is. I don't think. I think Michigan State is uh, overrated. Uh, seeing seeing both of them this season, it feels like Michigan's by far the better team. Yeah, yeah. Michigan. We're going to agree here. I'm going Michigan. I'm not going Michigan State here. Sorry, Skip. It, you know, every week I'm like, yeah, Michigan State's going to wake up, but they keep proving me wrong. Yeah. Um, we'll see this week. This should be a good one, though. Should be a fun game. Minnesota, seven and a half point favorites at Northwestern. Minnesota is five and two. Northwestern's three and four. I think Minnesota goes away with it. They'll become bowl eligible already. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, though. I just I don't think Northwestern is very good at all. I so badly want to say Northwestern, but I think you have to say Mich- or Minnesota. <laughs> I keep waiting for Minnesota to have a letdown game, though, and it's just not happening. Well, they did against uh, Bowling Green, but ever since then mm. they've kind of woken up. Because they're rowing that boat. Uh, <laughs> somebody needs to pull the plug on it. All this uh, crappy Midwest weather. you got plenty of water for it. <laughs> Five and two, number 20, Penn State at uh, number five, six and one, Ohio State. Ohio State's 18 and a half point favorites. Ohio State's getting scary. They're really scary. <laughs> Their offense is a juggernaut right now. Yeah. I think they cover pretty easily. I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to see what the. I don't know about easily, this... but I think they cover that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think they. Like 20. You think they're going to look like 30? I guess I would say it's easily. I mean, they scored 50 more. unanswered against IU last week. <laughs> I think they were like 24. Yeah, in yeah, like it was a quarter quick. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, going around top 25, number two, Cincinnati, 26-point favorites at one and six Tulane. Oh, God. Cincinnati struggled with Navy last week, though. Yeah. But hey, Tulane Navy. almost beat Oklahoma, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati. I'm say, I think Cincinnati covers. Yeah. They need to start mm-hmm. covering games like these. They need to make statement wins. Yep, I agree. Uh, Texas, 4-3 and three at number 16, 6-1 Baylor. Baylor's a two-and-a-half point favorite. I've got Baylor. I don't think Texas is actually good. So Texas they're is not, not back. Yeah, so they're, they're not, not back. back. Okay, just clarifying. I don't know where they're at, but they're not <laughs> four and Four and three Texas. Uh, Baylor for sure. Yeah, Baylor. I'm taking Hookem in the upset. I've picked them quite a bit this year on the podcast. It hasn't gone well for me. Uh, one of the most disappointing teams in the country here. Uh, three and four, Miami, Florida at one of the most surprising teams. Number seventeen, ranked six and one, Pittsburgh. I cannot, fat, I cannot believe that the ACC championship might be Pittsburgh versus uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Pickett, man. If, if Pittsburgh keeps winning, you got to throw him in a Heisman race. He's pretty yeah. good. This is wild. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh. I, I think Pittsburgh wins pretty easily. I mean, they are fun mm-hmm. to watch. I'm on Pitt. Number twenty-two Iowa State coming off a big ups or big win, not upset. They were favorites. Big win over number eight Oklahoma State last week. They're five and two, traveling to three and four West Virginia. Iowa State's a touchdown favorite. They wasn't that easy. Yeah, West Virginia's not what they once were. I'm going to say Iowa State wins, but does not cover. Okay, close one. 
Uh, number seven, uh, Oregon, six and one, hosting two and five Colorado. Oregon's a twenty-four point favorite. This is an early game for the West Coast. A three. This is a what a three thirty Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. So twelve thirty. Yeah. Wow. They'll pack twelve after dark. That's sad. But, uh, <laughs> Oregon. Yeah, I think they cover. I'll say Oregon wins, but they don't cover. Sco buffs. Oregon. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's go Colorado. Ooh, oh, going to upset. No, no. <laughs> no I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I thought he said Colorado to win. I'm like, wow. I know. I was like, yeah, let's go. No, I don't think they cover though. I don't think Oregon covers. That's a lot. F- five and three Texas Tech, who fired their coach earlier this week. Wait, they, I didn't even see that. It was no nothing to do with COVID either. They fired their coach. Wow. Like Washington, you mean Washington State fired their coach because of COVID? Yeah, but Texas Tech was not COVID They're related. Not. They just fired him. So I don't Matt Wells. I don't know why they did that. Uh, five and three at number four, eight and zero oh, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma's nineteen and a half point favorite. You say Oklahoma, but they don't cover. Same. New coach. Are they going to get him going? I don't know. I think Oklahoma covers. That. I think Oklahoma covers as well. Skips says off to watch Rondell. Cards versus Packers. Peace out. Seven days till basketball. Amen. Getting close. The world's largest cocktail party down in Jacksonville, Florida. Number one, Georgia. 14-point favorites against four and three, Florida. I think Dan Mullen watched for his seat to get pretty hot. I think Georgia rolls. I was gonna yeah. say I think Georgia wins, but I don't think they cover for some for some stupid reason. Okay. I feel like it's a it's in the swamp, so you never know. Weird it's in Jacksonville, happen. neutral, neutral. Oh, that's site. right, duh. That's right. Uh, uh Georgia rolls. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Georgia's <laughs> Georgia's pretty damn good. Oh, they're so good. I'm Georgia. Uh this one shouldn't be much of a game. Three and four Duke at seven and oh, number thirteenth ranked Wake Forest, sixteen point favorites. Yeah, Wake Forest. Wake Forest is fun this year. It's crazy. That that over under is seventy point five. This Wake Forest <laughs> puts up points. Yeah, seventy. I've got Wake Forest. The yep. one in six Kansas Jayhawks travel. <laughs> Whoever they're playing. <laughs> how many how many games has Kansas won? Are they at Daryl Hazel levels of nine wins? Yeah, in they're bad. Five years. So bad. What what was it? Was it twenty twelve and they won like eleven games? Or something like that. Then they win. I think I was back in like 07. Was it 07? But their defense, their two starting cornerbacks were keep to leaving Chris Harris Jr. on that team. So those are two pretty good corners I have. Solid. Uh, They're traveling to 6 1, number 15, Oklahoma State, who is a 30 point favorite. (laughs) (laughs) They cover. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, State. You did see what Kansas did last week, though, right? When they were up at halftime, 10 0 to Oklahoma, they put the gates open and tweeted out, anybody could come in. <laughs> they were trying to get the place packed. It didn't work. I mean, there were about so, 10,000 people there. Yeah. I just pulled up Kansas's history just for just for clarity here. Just anyways, curious. Can you guess the last time Kansas won more than three games in a season? 2012. 2012, yeah. 2009. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. They went 1-11 they in 2012. That's oh, why okay. nobody wants them for a conference realignment because nobody wants yeah. to go with the football program. Yeah. I at first people say that it'd be great <laughs> with, for the Big Ten for have, the basketball. It's like it, but it'd be so bad for football. They've they've had two awful. Did you imagine playing at Ohio seasons. State right now? <laughs> Ohio State <laughs> might hang a hundred on them. Well, yeah, I mean like fifty five. 
It was like it'd be like Rutgers when they joined the Big Ten, except they brought didn't even bring basketball. <laughs> right, right. They brought nothing. But they brought the New York market. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so, playing off. <laughs> okay, so actually speaking to what you said, 2007, Kansas went 12 and one. Oh, and just, then, okay. So and then okay. two years later, they haven't won more than three games since. So they went from 12 and one. They to fired Mangino. They went from 12 and one to one and 11 in four years. They fired Mangino Fires. downhill since then. Which they had good reason to fire him, but uh, good one here. Number ten, Ole Miss, who has a record of six and one at number eighteen, Auburn, who has a record of five and two. Auburn is two and a half point favorite. Lane train, baby. Yeah. Yep. I've got Auburn. Oh, okay. Bo Nix. But I, I, think I like that they're they're playing some good ball right now. They are. Bo Nix has been proving me wrong lately. Also, I think this is like the sixth straight game for Ole Miss, so. You know, are they starting to look forward to banged tired? They yeah. get banged up. Because it's Number- getting, getting pelted with mustard bottles by <laughs> other fan bases. Oh, my gosh. Uh, six and one, number 12th ranked Kentucky at four and three Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a one point favorite. I mean, this is Halloween. So this is uh, um, Leach. Leach, Leach yeah, candy. Mike Leach, yeah, come on, Mike Leach is this is his holiday. I mean, this oh, has yeah. to be Mike Leach. <laughs> I'm not a believer in Kentucky. I'm yeah, a I, I know in, nothing about him. Yeah, I'm a believer in Wandell Robinson. I was gonna say they got, <laughs> they got his boy. He's like leading. Wasn't he leading the country in catches or yards just a week or two ago? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw like he's he, like third. Yeah, yeah. Seems like he scores a touchdown every week. Would that'd yeah. be nice? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like one I, more touchdown than Nebraska's used to score. Yeah, I'm going with Leach here, Mississippi yeah. State. His 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 interviews are just fantastic. Yeah. Number 19 SMU seven and zero at six and one Houston, and this is a pick'em game. Good matchup here. Even wow, I don't know if I've ever seen that. It doesn't happen very often. I'm rolling wow. with the home hometown Cougars. I'm going with the Cougs. Uh, Holgerson, I believe that's his name. Used to be West Virginia's coach. SMU for me. All right. Yeah, I'll go SMU as well. Split there. North Carolina, one of the most disappointing teams in the country. Yeah, they're four and there. three. Yeah. At number 11, six and one, Notre Dame, who's a three and a half point favorite. Only three and a half. Mm-hmm. This is probably the best quarterback they've played. Has he, has he been playing? Though? I mean, he was like Heisman front runner this sure. the year. I think Notre Dame wins double digits. I think Notre Dame covers I think they cover that as well. Yeah. He's doing okay. Sam Howell. He's doing okay. Yeah. Only six 18. interceptions. Yeah. Here's an interesting matchup. Uh, ACC's got some sneaky good teams. Six and two Virginia. Bronco uh, Mendenhall uh, making his return at his old school, number 25, Brigham Young, who's six and two. And BYU is a two and a half point favorite. That's a, long way to, that's a long way to travel for Virginia. It is. It's a very long way to travel. I think Especially BYU covers that. Yeah. I, I like BYU. 10 yeah. that's there's your there's your after dark. 10 15. 10 15. Yeah. I'll take and Virginia. He, there we go, Ryan. Wow. Here's another good after dark. Six and two Fresno State at number 21, 7 and 0 San Diego State. And San Diego State's a one point favorite. Give me the dogs, Fresno yeah. State. I know. 
Exactly. I was going to say Fresno State as well because I like their logo better. Yep. I, I don't I know nothing them, about these teams. I've picked them a bunch. Both quarterbacks have a ton of yards this year. They've thrown for a ton of yards. So it's going to be a hot air raid game. What's um, the over under in that one? I wonder. It, it said NA on my phone. <laughs> for Fresno State? They're still calculating it out. For which one? Fresno, Fresno State? And, and Virginia. Oh, mine says ESPN says 44 and a half. That's it? Yeah. Uh, over. It should be like 60. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they're going to be airing it out. Slinging it's like 44. What the heck? They've <laughs> really good that's, stats so far. That's like the lowest. Yeah, that might be the lowest over under of any 25 game. Top 25. It is. No, never mind. Iowa, Wisconsin. Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One more pick to go. It's the one we've been waiting for. You got four and three Purdue at three and five Nebraska. 330 ESPN two. Nebraska's a seven and a half point favorite. Ryan, we'll let you lead it on. Right. I'm going to take I, – I have to do it. I'm going to take Nebraska. Sure. I don't think they cover. Throw a score on it. Throw a screen uh, on a score. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a weird score. I'm going to go with like 22 to 17. <laughs> Nebraska only puts up weird scores. So so I, I'm thinking the same thing. It's going to be a weird score, but I was going to say like – 13 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> Not another Illinois game, please. I think this could be like one of those games that you flip over on the channel and you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween weekend, too. So, how did you get five points? <laughs> <laughs> Two safeties. Somebody scores four points. <laughs> <laughs> Nine to four. No, they, yeah, no, they three field goals, two safeties, blocked, blocked extra point, returned. Yeah, oh, there's going to uh, be some something weird on special teams. Uh, yeah. someone's missing an extra point or punt return or something. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. I think Purdue. Purdue is due for. I'm. I'm. I've talked myself in. This how it usually happens. <laughs> Starts off super negative. I hate this team. I hate football. And now it's like, man, Purdue might put up like forty this week. Every week, uh, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> What's the score? What's uh, the score? I think it's like 24, 24-21 Purdue. I think it's a close one, but I think Purdue's offense finally—I don't know—not finally. I guess has their their up week. They swing up because <laughs> they're, they're down week, up week, down week, up week. So time in the up week. I can't not pick Purdue, so I think it's like twenty seventeen. Some stupid. How, other than actually, kind of speaking of that, Webby, and over the all the whole, how many podcast shows have we done? Have how many times have we actually picked against Purdue? <laughs> other than I have Ohio a couple State, times, I think. other than Ohio State, I picked against them against Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think I picked Purdue still. I was I was riding the <laughs> optimistic train still then too. I picked against, against Iowa. I, yeah. We we all picked Iowa. <laughs> no, Webby didn't. Webby picked Purdue by one. I am a genius. Andrew and I picked Iowa. And- oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, no. I said ugly. I was like 17 to three or something. I was like, this is going to be stupid. Game. Well, I'm going to split it. And I, I hate doing this, but oh I, my gosh. I just don't have a good feeling about it. I have, I, I have Nebraska 28 to 20. Um, 28. I'm more confident that Purdue's going to lose this game, turn around, beat Michigan State next week because that's just how it rolls. I was like, I felt more confident playing Iowa than I did playing Wisconsin. Like, yeah. it, it, like before the Iowa game, like I because Brom owns Ferentz. Yeah, the the standard deviation in this game is very wide. To take <laughs> back to college stats, right? Yeah, <laughs> they've had some interesting battles over the last couple of years. They have it's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. A winnable game. I, I feel like all of them have been a one score game. I think last year 
Last year was a two-score game, but for the yeah, most part. Yeah, year before that was, that was a close one. 2018 kind of got out of hand. Purdue laid it on them at Nebraska. And then 2017, Nebraska and Tanner Lee broke uh, <laughs> Purdue's hearts late in, late in the game. The defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to. That's on, right. On yeah. the drive at nighttime, night game. Yep. So, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. then before that, Hazel, so a few of his teams battled, but uh, I mean, he did beat Nebraska once, but they battled at Memorial a few times, but didn't well, come I think, out on top. I think, I think Nebraska was the first game after Hazel got canned. Parker, Jared Parker. That's yeah. right. So yeah. they fought. So Nebraska for a while. was like ranked really high that game. Yeah. We fought for like the first half and then the talent level became yeah. very. Was bad. that when Nebraska went to the Big Ten championship with like Amir Abdullah and. No, I think I think this would have been later. I think this is when they were like this fake, was twenty sixteen. Yeah, okay. they started out like seven and zero, and I think they finished at <laughs> seven and five, eight and five. <laughs> I remember eight, five, something like that. Yeah, back in twenty fourteen, Purdue went there, and Danny Anthrop was becoming a weapon, and then he blew his knee out and was never the same after that game. Yeah, I'm, weird things uh, I remember. I feel like there's always a weird injury in this game too. Well, I hope uh, nobody gets yeah. injured for either Same. side. Same. That would so. be that would be nice. Uh, any more thoughts from anybody before we wrap this thing up? I look forward to uh, chatting with you guys on Saturday. Yes. Yes. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's a good one. Hopefully, it's everybody gets out healthy, and hopefully, it's an entertaining game. It's, hopefully, it's fun to watch. Hopefully, it's not a nine to six battle or something like that. <laughs> did Purdue and Butler play in the crossroads this year? They did. Yeah. Just reconvene. <laughs> Andrew's favorite yeah. game of the year. Yeah, we can have Andrew. I, that'd be that's a fun one for Andrew to get on <laughs> talk about. So last year of the crossroads, I like that. Let's let's yeah. do that. Let's get Ryan back on the week of the crossroads. Let's good, do good it. Thinking. Good thinking. Good thinking, Bobby. Definitely gonna miss the crossroads. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, even though Purdue's done better lately, but my God, for a while, I couldn't win a game at all. I, I remember one year, I'm like, replace us with Evansville or IPY <laughs> or Valpo. I don't care. Get us out of this thing. I want the game that I leave at halftime. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, Indiana didn't want to be in it anymore, so they ruined the fun for everybody. I think they said Notre Dame also won out too. Well, Notre Dame has like three fans. Yeah. Oh, but they're also the IU, they're the IU fans too. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They got the nice reversible jackets that will be coming out here shortly. So, yep. But uh, that's gonna do it for our podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors: uh, the shop, Mad Mushroom, Webb's Family Pharmacy, and Shroff Landscaping Nurse- Nurseries. Uh, we you can get uh, five dollars off any order over twenty dollars at Mad Mushroom using discount code Break Five. You can get 25% off any order of the shop. So, Ryan, go get yourself some butler gear from the shop. I've, I've use, got a couple use shirts. A, use a discount sweet. code BREAKDOWN. You get 25% off. Um, they, they released a really cool Larry Bird Pacer shirt this week. Yeah. yeah, when he was a coach. That was a coach cool one. Yeah. Got a lot of cool, cool stuff, too, on there. And, and the DePaul and Wabash shirt today they released, I saw. Um, go get your uh, flu shot at Webb's Family Pharmacy. I got mine yesterday. Shoulders feeling great. <laughs> and then for all of your landscaping needs, contact Shroff Landscaping Nurseries because it is that time of year. My yard looks like crap. So I need to get a hold of them ASAP before the snow starts falling, which known in Indiana could be any minute. So, yeah. But, I thought it was that, snowing earlier. I walked out of the <laughs> food and I was like, is it freaking snowing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for our podcast. Give us a rating and review 
wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow at Boiler Break Pod on all the socials. And uh, until next week, uh, let's boiler up, hammer down, and uh, feed the corn huskers. Boiler up. <laughs> Any corn's better. <laughs> Debatable. Thanks for having me.